Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at the top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 24, Specialness and Separation, with Section 3, The Treasury of Specialness. We're also mindful of our lesson today. Lesson 259. Let me remember that there is no sin. And by way of opening this morning, I was directed just straight away this morning to a poem by Meister Eckhart called To See as God Sees. And it goes like this. It is your destiny to see as God sees, to know as God knows, to feel as God feels. How is this possible? How? Because divine love cannot defy its very self. Divine love will be eternally true to its own being, and its being is giving all it can at the perfect moment. And the greatest gift God can give is his own experience. Every object, every creature, every man, woman, and child has a soul. And it is the destiny of all to see as God sees, to know as God knows, to feel as God feels, to be as God is. Let me remember there is no sin. Amen. Oh, that was Thank you, Laurie. Beautiful. Thank, thank you. Lord. Wonderful. Thank you, Laurie. Yes. Yeah, thank, oh, thank you. you, guys. It's sure fun to find those every day. And I'm really grateful for that opportunity. So thank you, guys. And, okay, here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne, Karen, Fran, Robin Marie, Lana, Harrison, Micah, and Diana. And so far I don't know who else has joined us listening or who would like to be on the reading list. Anyone care to announce? Hi, this is Ida. I'm listening. Thanks. Good morning. Good morning, Ida. Alrighty. So we're in Chapter 24. Specialness and Separation, with Section 3, The Treachery of Specialness, beginning with Paragraph 12. Comparison must be an ego device, for love makes none. Specialness always makes comparisons. It is established by a lack seen in another and maintained by searching for and keeping clear in sight all lacks it can perceive. This does it seek, and this it looks upon. 
and always whom it thus diminishes would be your savior had you not chosen to make of him a tiny measure of your specialness instead against the littleness you see in him you stand as tall and stately clean and honest pure and unsullied by comparison with what you see nor do you understand it is yourself that you diminish thus the wine okay chapter 24 specialness and separation section 3 the treachery of specialness comparison must be an ego device for love makes none specialness always makes comparison it is established by a lack seen in another and maintained by searching for and keeping clear insight all lacks it can perceive this does it seek and this does it this it looks upon and always whom it thus diminishes would be your savior had you not chosen to make of him a tiny measure of your specialness instead against the littleness you see in him you stand tall and stately clean and honest pure and unsullied by comparison with what you see nor do you understand it is yourself you diminish thus pursuit of specialness is always at the cost of peace who can attack his savior and cut him down yet recognize his strong support who can detract from his omnipotence yet share his power who can use him as the gauge of littleness and be released from limits you have a function in salvation its pursuit will bring you joy but the pursuit of specialness must bring you pain here is a goal that would defeat salvation and thus run counter to the will of God to value specialness is to esteem an alien will to which illusions of yourself are dearer than the truth thank you Lemoyne and Karen 13 pursuit of specialness is always at the cost of peace who can attack his savior and cut him down yet recognize his strong support who can detract from his omnipotence yet share his power and who can use him as the gauge of littleness and be released from limits you have a function in salvation its pursuit will bring you joy but the pursuit of specialness must bring you pain here is a goal that would defeat salvation and thus run counter to the will of God to value specialness is to esteem an alien will which illusions of yourself are dearer than the truth to which illusions of yourself are dearer than the truth 14 specialness is the idea of sin made real Sin is impossible even to imagine without this base for sin arose from it out of nothingness 
an evil flower with no roots at all. Here is the self-made savior, the quote-unquote creator, who creates unlike the father, but which made his son like to itself and not like unto him. His quote-unquote special sons are many, never one, each one in exile from himself and him of whom they are a part. Nor do they love the oneness which created them as one with him. They chose their specialness instead of heaven and instead of peace and wrapped it carefully in sin to keep it, quote, safe from truth. Thank you, Karen. And Fran. 14. Specialness is the idea of sin made real. Sin is impossible even to imagine without this base. For sin arose from it out of nothingness, an evil flower with no roots at all. Here is the self-made, quote, savior, the, quote, creator, who creates unlike the father and which made his son like to itself and not like unto him. His, quote, special sons are many, never one, each one in exile from himself and him of whom they are a part. Nor did they love the oneness which created them as one with him. They chose their specialness instead of heaven and instead of peace and wrapped it carefully in sin to keep it, quote, safe from truth. Fifteen, you are not special. If you think you are and would defend your specialness against the truth of what you really are, how can you know the truth? What answer that the Holy Spirit gives can reach you when it is your specialness to which you listen and which ask and answers? It's tiny answer, soundless in the melody which pours from God to you eternally in loving praise of what you are is all you listen to. And that vast song of honor and of love for what you are seems silent and unheard before its, quote, mightiness. You strain your ears to hear its soundless voice, and yet the call of God himself is soundless to you. Thank you, Fran. And Robin Bree. Fifteen, you are not special if you think you are and would defend your specialness against the truth of what you really are, how can you know the truth? What answer that the Holy Spirit gives can reach you when it is your specialness to which you listen and which asks and answers? It's tiny answer, soundless in the melody which pours from God to you eternally in loving praise of what you are, is all you listen to, and that vast song of honor and of love for what you are, for what you are, seems silent and unheard before its quote mightiness. You strain your ears to hear its soundless voice, and yet the call of God Himself is soundless to you. You can defend your specialness, but never will you hear the voice for God beside it. They speak a different language, and they fall on different ears. 
to every special one a different message and one with different meaning is the truth. Yet, how can truth be different to each one? The special messages, the special here, convince them they are different and depart, each in his special sense and, quote, safe from love, which does not see his specialness at all. Christ's vision is their, quote, enemy, for it sees not what they look would look upon, and it would show them that the specialness they think they see is an illusion. What would they see instead? Thank you, Robin Marie. And Lana. A 16. You can defend your specialness, but never will you hear the voice for God beside it. They speak a different language, and they fall on different ears. To every special one, a different message, and one with different meaning is the truth. Yet how can truth be different to each one? The special messages, the special here, convince them they are different and apart, each in his special sins and in quotes, safe from love, which does not see his specialness at all. Christ's vision is their, in quotes, enemy, for it sees not what they would look upon, and it would show them that the specialness they think they see is an illusion. What would they see instead? 17. The shining radiance of the Son of God, so like his Father, that the memory of him springs instantly to mind. And with this memory, the Son remembers his own creations, as like to him as he is to his Father. And all the world he made in all his specialness and all the sins he held in its defense against himself will vanish as his mind accepts the truth about himself as it returns to take their place. As as it returns to take their place. This is the only, in quotes, cost of truth. You will no longer see what never was, nor hear what makes no sound. Is it a sacrifice to give up nothing and to receive the love of God forever? Thank you, Lana. And Harrison. Get off mute. 17. The shining radiance of the Son of God. So like his father that the memory of him springs instantly to mind. And with this memory, the son remembers his own creations. As like to him as he is to his father. And all the world he made and all his specialness and all the sins 
he held in its defense against himself will vanish as his mind accepts the truth about himself as it returns to take their place. This is the only quote-unquote cost of truth. You will no longer see what never was, nor hear what makes no sound. Is it a sacrifice to give up nothing and to receive the love of God forever? 18. You who have changed your Savior to your specialness and given it his place, remember this. He has not lost the power to forgive you all the sins you think you place between him and the function of salvation given him for you nor will you change his function any more than you can change the truth in him and in yourself. But be you certain that the truth is just the same in both. It gives no different messages and has one meaning. And it is one you both can understand, and one which brings release to both of you. Here stands your brother with the key to heaven in his hand held out to you. That's not the dream of specialness remain between you. What is one is joined in truth. Thank you, Harrison and Micah. Okay, uh, 18. You who have chained your Savior to your specialness and given it his place, remember this. He has not lost the power to forgive you all the sins you think you placed between him and the function of salvation given him for you nor will you change his function any more than you can change the truth in him and in yourself. But be you certain that the truth is just the same in both. It gives no different messages and has one meaning. It is one you both can understand and one which brings release to both of you. Here stands your brother with the key to heaven in his hand held out to you. Let not the dream of specialness remain between you. What is one is joined in truth. 19. Think of the loveliness that you will see within yourself when you have looked on him as on a friend. He is the enemy of specialness, but only friend to what is real in you. Not one attack you thought you made on him has taken from him 
the gift that God would have him give to you. His need to give it is as great as yours to receive it. Let him forgive you all your specialness and make you whole in mind and one with him. He waits for your forgiveness only that he may return it unto you. It is not God who has condemned his son, but only you to save his specialness and kill, kill his self. Thank you, Micah. And Diana. Hi, good morning. 19. Think of the loveliness that... Okay, just getting better light here. Hold on. Think of the loveliness that you will see within yourself when you have looked on him as a friend. He is the enemy of specialness, but only friend of what is real in you. Not one attack you thought you made on him has taken from him the gift that God would have him give to you. His need to give it is as great as yours to have it. Let him forgive you all your specialness and make the whole in mind and one with him. He waits for your forgiveness, only that he may return it upon you. It is not God who has condemned his son, but only you to save his specialness and kill his self. 20. You have come far along the, uh, again here. you have come far along the way of truth too far to falter now just one more step and every vestige of the fear of God will melt away in love your brother's specialness and yours are enemies and bound to hate to kill each other and deny they are the same. Yet it is not illusions which have reached this final obstacle that seems to make God and his heaven so remote that they cannot be reached. Here in the holy place does truth stand waiting. Um, to receive you both in silent blessing and in peace so real and so encompassing that nothing stands outside. Leave the illusion of yourself outside this place to which you come in hope and honesty. I think I'm done. Yeah, are you on you mute, are, I, had, I was. Okay. I was. All right. Um, thank you, Diana. And do we have a new reader for 20 and 21? Yes, it's John. I can read. Thanks, Ron. 
20. You have come far along the way of truth, too far to falter now. Just one step more, and every vestige of the fear of God will melt away in love. Your brother's specialness and yours are enemies, and bound in hate to kill each other and deny that they are the same. Yet it is not illusions which have reached this final obstacle that seems to make God and his heaven so remote that they cannot be reached. Here in this holy place doth truth stand, waiting to receive you both in silent blessing and in peace so real and so encompassing that nothing stands outside. Leave all illusions of yourself outside this place to which you come in hope and honesty. Here is your Savior from oh, here is your Savior from your specialist. He is in need of your acceptance of himself as part of you, as you for his. You are alike to God as God himself as God is to himself. He is not special, for he would not keep one part of what he is unto himself, not given to his son, but kept for him alone. And it is this you fear, for if he is not special, then he wills his son to be like him, and your brother is like you, not special, not possessed, oh, excuse me, not special, but possessed of everything, including you. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And do we have another new reader for 21 and 22? Patricia here. Thank you, Patricia. 21. Here is your Savior from your specialness. He is in need of your acceptance of himself as part of you. As you for him, you are alike to God as God is to himself. He is not special, for he would not keep one part of what he is unto himself. Not given to his son, but kept for him alone. And it is this you fear. For if he is not special, then he willed his son to be like him, and your brother is like you. Not special, but possessed of everything, including you. 22. Give him but what he has, remembering God gave himself 
to both of you in equal love that both might share the universe with him who chose that love could never be divided and kept separate from what it is and must forever be. You are your brothers. Part of love was not denied to him. But can it be that you have lost because he is complete? What has been given him makes you complete as it does him. God's love gave you to him and him to you because he gave himself. What is the same as God is one with him. And only specialness could make the truth of God and you as one seem anything but heaven and the hope of peace at last in sight. Thank you, Patricia. And do we have another new reader for 22 and 23? New reader for 22 and 23? Okay, I'm going back to you. Okay, deep breath here. <laughs> Give him but what he has, remembering God gave himself to both of you in equal love, that both might share the universe with him who chose that love could never be divided and kept separate from what it is and must forever be. You are your brothers. Part of love was not denied to him. But can it be that you have lost because he is complete? What has been given him makes you complete as it does him. God's love gave you to him and him to you because he gave himself. What is the same as God? What is the same as God is one with him. And only specialness could make the truth of God and you as one seem anything but heaven and the hope of peace at last in sight. Specialness is the seal of treachery upon the gift of love. Whatever serves its purpose must be given to kill. <clears throat> no gift that bears its seal but offers treachery to giver and receiver. Not one glance from eyes it veils, but looks on sight of death. Not one believer in its potency, but seeks for bargains and for compromise that would establish sin, love substitute, and serve it faithfully. 
and no relationship that holds its purpose dear but clings to murder as safety's weapon and the great defender of all illusions from the, quote, threat of love. Thank you, LeMoyne. And Karen. 23. Specialness is the seal of treachery upon the gift of love. Whatever serves its purpose must be given to kill. No gift that bears its seal but offers treachery to giver and receiver. Not one glance from it from eyes excuse me, not one glance from eyes it fails, but looks on sight of death. Not one believer in its potency but seeks for bargains and for compromise that would establish sin's love, sin, love substitute, and serve it faithfully. And no relationship that holds its purpose dear but clings to murder as safety's weapon and the great defender of all illusions from the quote-unquote threat of love. 24. <clears throat> The hope of specialness makes it seem possible. God made the body as the prison house which keeps his son from him. For it demands a special place God cannot enter and a hiding place where none is welcome but your tiny self. Nothing is sacred here but unto you and you alone, apart and separate, from all your brothers, safe from all intrusions of sanity, upon illusions, safe from God, and safe for conflict everlasting. Here are the gates of hell you closed upon yourself to rule in madness and in loneliness, your special kingdom, apart from God, away from truth, and from salvation. Thank you, Karen and friend. 24. The hope of specialness makes it seem seem possible. God made the body as the prison house which keeps his son from him. For it demands a special place God cannot enter and a hiding place where none is welcome but your tiny self. Nothing is sacred here but unto you and you alone, apart and separate from all your brothers. Safe from all intrusions of sanity upon illusions, safe from God, and safe for conflict, conflict everlasting. Here are the gates of hell you closed upon yourself, to rule in madness and in loneliness your special kingdom, apart from God, away from truth and from salvation. 25. The key you threw away God gave your brother, whose holy hands would offer it to you when you were ready to accept his plan for your salvation in place of yours. How could this readiness be reached, save through the sight of all your misery and the awareness that your plan has failed and will forever fail to bring you peace and joy of any kind? Through this despair you travel now, 
yet it is but illusion of despair. The death of specialness is not your death, but your awaking into eternal, into life eternal. You but emerge from an illusion of what you are to the acceptance of yourself as God created you. Thank you, Fran. And Robin Marie. Hi. Um, do I go on to the forgiveness of specialness? Uh, just complete with paragraph 25, please. Okay. The key you threw away, God gave your brother, whose holy hands would offer it to you when you were ready to accept his plan for your salvation in place of yours. How could this readiness be reached save through the sight of all your misery and the awareness that your plan has failed and will forever fail to bring you peace and joy of any kind. Through this despair you travel now, yet it is but illusion of despair. The death of, despe- of specialness is not your death, but your awaking into life eternal. You but emerge from an illusion of what you are to the acceptance of yourself as God created you. Thank you, Robin Marie, and thank you, everyone who read this morning. Um, <laughs> to, to attempt to summarize this is, I will just say, very difficult, but. Here's a try. From that first paragraph, 12, comparison must be an ego device, for love makes none. Specialness always makes comparisons. It is established by a lack seen in another and maintained by searching for and keeping clear inside all lacks it can perceive. This does it seek and this it looks upon and always whom it thus diminishes would be your savior had you not chosen to make of him a tiny measure of your specialness instead. It is yourself you thus diminish. 13. Pursuit of specialness is always at the cost of peace. You have a function in salvation and its pursuit will bring you joy. To value specialness is to esteem an alien will to which illusions of yourself are dearer than the truth. 14. Specialness is the idea of sin made real. And 15. You are not special. What answer that the Holy Spirit gives you can reach you when it is your specialness to which you listen and which asks and answers. The vast song of honor and of love for what you are seems silent and unheard before its so-called mightiness. In 16, you can defend your specialness, but never will you hear the voice of God beside it. The special messages, the special here, convince them they are different and apart, each in his special sins and safe from love 
which does not see his specialness at all. What would you see instead of this? 17. The shining radiance of the Son of God, so like his Father that the memory of him springs instantly to mind. And with this memory, the Son remembers his own creations, as like to him as he is to his Father. And all the world he made, and all his specialness, and all the sins he held in its defense against himself, will vanish as his mind accepts the truth about himself as it returns to take their place. This is the only so-called cost of truth. He will no longer see what never was, nor hear what makes no sound. Is it sacrifice to give up nothing and to receive the love of God forever? In 18, be certain that truth is just the same in both, in all. It gives no different messages and has one meaning. It is one you both can understand and one which brings release to both of you. Here stands your brother with the key to heaven in his hand held out to you. Let not the dream of specialness remain between you. What is one is joined in truth and think of the loveliness you will see within yourself when you have looked on him as on a friend. It is not God who has condemned his son, but only you to save his specialness and kill his capital self. In paragraph 20, you have come far along the way to truth. Too far to falter now. Just one step more and every vestige of the fear of God will melt away in love. Here in this holy place does truth stand waiting to receive you both in silent blessing and in peace so real and so encompassing that nothing stands outside. Leave all illusions of yourself outside this place to which you come in hope and honesty. 21. Here is your Savior from your specialness. He is in need of your acceptance of himself as part of you, as you for him. You are as alike to God as God is to himself. He is not special, for he would not keep one part of what he is unto himself, not given to his son, but kept for him alone. He willed his son be like him, and your brother is like you, not special, but possessed of everything, including you. 22. God gave himself to both of you in equal love that both might share the universe with him. Who chose that love could never be divided and kept separate from what it is and must forever be. You are your brothers. Part of love was not denied to him. What has been given him <clears throat> makes you complete as it does him. God's love gave you to him and him to you because he gave you himself. What is the same as God is one with him. 23. Specialness is the seal of treachery or betrayal upon the gift of love. 24. <clears throat> the hope of specialness demands a hiding place where none is welcome but your tiny self. 
Nothing is sacred here but unto you and you alone, apart and separate from all your brothers, safe from all intrusions of sanity upon illusions, safe from God and safe for conflict everlasting. But in 25, the key you threw away, God gave your brother, whose holy hands would offer it to you when you are ready to accept his plan for your salvation in place of yours. The death of specialness is not your death, but your awakening into life eternal. You but emerge from an illusion of what you are to the acceptance of yourself as God created you. Amen. And we're just a little bit past the top of the hour. And so with our gratitude, Fran, um, lead us in a reflection, please, on our lesson today. There is no sin. Thank you, Lori. Sure. Yeah, thank you, Lori. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we're at the end of this theme, What is Sin? And the lesson that we have for today is Lesson 359. Let me remember that there is no sin. So I shall read some from What is Sin? Sin is insanity. It is the means by which the mind is driven mad and seeks to let illusions take the place of truth. And being mad, it sees illusions where the truth should be and where it really is. The body is the instrument the mind made and it's striving to deceive itself. Its purpose is to strive. Yet can the goal of striving change? And now the body serves a different aim for striving. What it sees for now is chosen by the aim the mind has taken as replacement for the goal of self-deception. Truth can be its aim as well as lies. The senses then will seek instead for witnesses to what is true. Sin is the home of all illusions, which but stand for things imagined, issuing from thoughts which are untrue. They are the, quote, proof that what has no reality is real. Sin, quote, proves God's Son is evil, timelessness must have an end, eternal life must die, and God himself has lost the Son he loves. The Son of God may play he has become a body, prey to evil and to guilt, with but a little life that ends in death. But all the while his Father shines on him, and loves him with an everlasting love, which his pretenses cannot change at all. How long, O Son of God, will you maintain the game of sin? How soon will you be ready to come home, perhaps today? How long, O Holy Son of God, how long? And we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 359. Let me remember that there is no sin. Sin is the only thought that makes the goal of God seem unattainable. What else could blind us to the obvious and make the strange and the distorted seem more clear? What else but sin engenders our attacks? What else but sin could be the source of guilt, demanding punishment and suffering? And what but this? could be the source of fear, obscuring God's creation 
giving love the attributes of fear and of attack. Father, I would not be insane today. I would not be afraid of love nor seek for refuge in its opposite. For love can have no opposite. You are the source of everything that is. And everything that is remains with you and you with it. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 259. Let me remember that there is no sin. Father, I would not be insane today. I would not be afraid of love nor seek for a refuge in its opposite. For love can have no opposite. You are the source of everything that is. And everything that is remains with you and you with it. Lesson 259, let me remember that there is no sin. Amen. 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 Oh, beautifully done. Thank you, Fran. That Thank was you, so Fran. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Fran. That was great. You did a good job. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, it's Karen um, from our reading today. Specialness is the idea of sin made real. Sin is impossible even to imagine without this base. I, I just love how the Course is teaching us to um, deconstruct all the beliefs of our egos um, also, just one more thought of, about the reading, and it is that the special sons are many, never one, each one in exile from himself. I love that it says the Holy Spirit gives, um, is speaking to us, but we can't hear it. We hear a sound. In its time, the Holy Spirit gives us an answer, but soundless in the melody which pours from God to you eternally in loving praise of what you are. 
is all you listen to. The tiny answer that you listen to is the voice of specialness. In the midst of the melody which pours from God to you eternally in loving praise of what you are. And that vast song of honor and of love for what you are seems silent and unheard before the voice of specialness. You strain your ears to hear the voice of specialness, and yet the call of God himself is soundless to you. I love that. When I read that, I just thought, how beautiful. The illusion of sin drowns out the truth of what we are. We're so lost in the in the world of illusions that sin and specialness and guilt and fear and isolation and exile in the ego and the body, all of that is is blocking the voice of love that calls to us eternally. We can't hear it at all. And the takeaway for this reading is comparison. It's um, competing and comparing the mind of the ego, the mind of the ego that's always uh, labeling everything and seeing differences and setting itself apart. And then this one other part where it says um, the hope of specialness makes it seem possible that God made the body. <laughs> the body is a special place where God cannot enter, where none is welcome but your tiny self, alone, apart, and separate from your brothers, safe from all intrusions of sanity, upon illusions safe from God, safe for conflict everlasting. These gates of hell are closed upon myself in loneliness, my special kingdom, apart from God, away from truth, and from salvation. It's just the ego's um, darkness that is so convincing that we don't even know that the light of truth is there. We can't hear the song of God, the voice for God, the Holy Spirit, when we're lost in that dark illusion of sin. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you. That was total. Oh, so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Outstanding. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. That was a, a beautiful walk, Karen. Thank you. Hi, this is Diana. And there are so many things in here that talk to us when it comes to decisions that we make. But remember, there is no sin. I thank you. I love that. I'm just going to put that on my paper and start, you know, doing my timer on when I start remembering these things during the day. Let me remember there is no sin except what I create through division and selfishness and self-seeking. Peace is a mindful choice. I'm complete. 
Thank you, Diana. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Diana. And got Patricia here to go ahead and share a writing that's come out of these last two days of being with people and one began to sing the freedom of of really having no enemy and saying, Oh my gosh, you're me and I'm you. So what came out of it was this writing of sort of a coming from a very old song and modernized now. So here we go. You are my mother. You are my father. You are my lover and my friend. You are my completeness, my infinite forever. You are beyond the end. I love you so, and you help me see, see you in all, see you in me, for I am in you, and you, you're in me. Yes, I am you, and you are me. You are my eternity. You are my constant now in love with the you I see. You are my eternity. You are my constant now in love with the you I see. I am you, and you are me. Thank you. That was Amen. so beautiful, Patricia. Wow. Thank you. 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 Thank you weeping and rejoicing at the same time with those words and the way you sang it. So thank you for that gift. Where did that come from? That was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it came from a Course in Miracles study group, you know, where we would gather and then uh, we would sing something together at the end that was easy. And people would bring or write songs. So it started there like 30 years ago. But just today, early this morning with the group, it came to the new eternal constant that we see in each other. So it's growing like we all are. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank Um, you, Patricia. Yeah, if there's any way after the call, I would love, um, I don't know how I can get those words. I I really would love to sing that to my granddaughter. I'd like that to be our song. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, um, if that's okay with you. Thank you. I'm complete. Yes, I'll see if I can do like I did once before, sending something to Lori who can pass it on. Thank you. Oh, how sweet. And I will happily do that. Thank you, honey. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it had a 
twinned or reminded me sort of the Native American kind of tune. And uh, I have a lot of love and respect for the Native Americans and the indigenous people of the world. Um, Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Good morning. It's Harrison. Thank you, friends. You always do such a great job with these lessons. Um, I have a confession to make. I have watched the news. (laughs) For a while, I didn't. But I went back to watching the news because I wanted to challenge myself. Um, to, to not avoid the ego thought system. To not avoid um, my brothers and sisters who uh, I have regarded as different or special in some way, uh, good or bad. Uh, And the first line of our reading today Comparison must be an ego device, for love makes none. Specialness always makes illusion or makes comparisons. And um, one story. I saw in the news, uh, it kept kind of bothering me all through the night. It seems that the governors of Texas and uh, Florida decided that they would um, make a point and they took some immigrants, people who have come to our country to get away from the lives that they were experiencing in their countries, and they put them on a bus or an airplane, and they sent them to so-called new states. Uh, They sent some of them to Martha's Vineyard, and they sent some of them to the vice president's residence. These are human beings (laughs) that they were doing this with. And my first reaction was horror. How could you do this? 
you're fellow human beings. You know, just put them on the bus, send them somewhere, put them on an airplane, send them somewhere. But what I was doing was comparing them to this ideal I had in my mind of how one should behave. And today's reading tells me that that's ego device. For love makes no comparisons. The governor of Texas and the governor of Florida are my brothers. They are one with me. They have committed no sin. They've committed no wrong. And they provided me with an opportunity to understand that no one's special. No one is good or bad. We're all one. We're all the same. And what we do, I mean, we, we have to, I have to stop judging my brothers and sisters by what they do, how they behave as bodies. Because there is no reality in bodies, none at all. And what they do in bodies, and what I do as a body, has no reality in truth. And so all the, the so-called treacheries of the world, the wars, the... Uh, the, the what appears to be mistreatment of each other, of our brothers and sisters, cannot reflect the reality of who and what we are. It's going to take some work for me. But this poses a very good start, starting point. And today's lesson, that we remember there is no sin. Let me remember to laugh at the tiny mad idea that we are separate from God and from each other. The governor of Texas and the governor of Florida 
charge me. They are me. And how I see them is how I see myself. I hope I can remember that. I'm complete. Boy, that was great. Um, Thank you so much, Anderson. Yes, it was. Perfect illustration. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you so much. That was really powerful, Harrison. And I appreciate you bringing up what happened and how we still are one with people who do things like that. It's the biggest challenge I think that we have. And then again, there are the children that have been being born for a few generations now and um, in the last 20 years and the ones that are little children now, they're really wonderful. (laughs) And just thinking about the children clears my heart, you know, when they call them the indigo children and the and other names like that, the crystal children, um, with a lot born with a lot of love and a lot of cosmic awareness. It warms my heart. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. You know, my parents were immigrants, originally from Palestine. They were Palestinians, and they still were, are. My dad has passed on, but um, fortunately, they never had to stay in refugee camps and and things like that. That's not what their life was. Um, They worked hard, of course, and getting out of there and being in other places and then coming here and worked hard to establish a life here and, and a good life, you know, taking care of their me and their two other children. But uh, I care very much about that. And even my younger son, my uh, older son, I mean, Mark, he, uh, a few years back when Palestine became recognized as a, a, uh, a member of the United Nations, and, you know, Mark's father... <laughs> comes from Iowa, so I would joke around and say um, he's half from the Mideast and half from the Midwest, but um, he posted something, and he, he was so happy for my people, 
And then some of his friends on Facebook said, they're not your people. You're only one-eighth Palestinian and blah, 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 blah. And he said, yes, they are my people. And, you know, I was so happy. I was so proud of my son for, you know, claiming the different people of the world as his people because we are really all one. Thanks for hearing me. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Uh, this is Micah. I, I this this has been an interesting reading because at first uh, I I there was a feeling of oh I I kind of have this specialness kind of you know uh, you know I have a pretty good grasp of it and you know <laughs> I got it you know it's not running rampant it was a feeling you know and and uh, like I'm able to take a compliment without feeling like you know it was me who did something you know and and uh so that i felt like you know, things are things are okay sort of and then but the more i the reading went on uh the awareness started lifting out of the egoic self the more separate self and going you know and looking on a larger scale especially i think it started for me, uh, there were different passages. I'd probably mark different ones now. But in, um, in 16, where it says, Christ's vision, is, Christ's vision is their enemy, for it sees not what they would look upon. And it would show them that the specialness they think they see is an illusion. So I started to see that you know, Jesus is talking on a whole different scale. I was still pretty body-identified, with a sense of uh, a mica and and you know it's it its relationship to specialness and uh, and suddenly it was like going down to um, just this existence itself uh, that's a separate and a, a, apart from each other from God from the magnitude and thanks Karen for the passages you highlighted they. They were uh, really very perfect about the scale that he's talking about, and and um, especially here at the end too. That kind of touched me. You you but emerge from an illusion of what you are to the acceptance of yourself as God created you. So this feeling of magnitude started to 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 dawn of the self, and every it, you know it got something got more and more quiet. And, and I was experiencing the body in space-time, and, and um, it wasn't so much that well, I started to see it wasn't so much that the body was the problem at all. The body, it, it, the body 
it was here in space time in the better moments a lot of times i was just carried away by my ego small self thoughts and reactions to things and then and then but there then when the awareness would come back and open up to what the text was speaking about a specialness and what that really means the scale of of the truth of what we are compared to this feeling of what Mirababa says the ego is a feeling of being somebody in particular but it wasn't the particularity of the body that was the problem at all it was only because I could feel um, especially when when Harrison had his share I could it opened up the heart more and I could feel that even though my body had a a distinct individuation in space-time it was part of this field of other bodies and and um, and there was an honoring in that and a celebration in that and a sense of oneness in in the sep- in the separate form here but it wasn't until thoughts and emotions started coming back in to the body that the sense of specialness really entered and I know we have thoughts and emotions that are part of God, but th- those weren't the ones coming in. They were, you know, the, of the small self. And they created on the subtlest level, and, and then very, very strongly, too, a sense of separation, depending on how much judgment there was or resistance. Or, and uh, so it's been a valuable text reading to just, Keep looking at specialness in, in terms of like melting that that beautiful saying I like a lot. You know, be like a salt doll and dive in that Ganges. That's the opposite of specialness. Just to melt in this field of unity around us right now. This this one mind we share. Uh, so anyway, uh, I've valued what it, people have been saying and. Thank you, everybody. I'm done. Thank you, Micah. Yeah, thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. That was wonderful. That was just a beautiful disillusion of the idea of separateness. I so loved it. Thank you, Micah. Um, just one more comment I just thought uh, for me that it was helpful to change the, the word specialness into feeling different or seeing differences um Specialness is perfect, of course, but it also just broadened it for me that when I feel different, I'm in the ego. And when I see that people rise, judge other people, of course, judgment is wrong no matter what, but sometimes I feel like people are different. And that's just another way of saying I choose separation. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. We choose instead. 
Well, good morning, everyone. This is Lori, and <clears throat> uh, someone was coming over with some papers I had to sign, and so I've been holding back, thinking I don't want to be in the middle of something when the doorbell rings, but, you know, I just can't resist anymore. Um, I love the title of this section, and I looked up the word treachery, and come to find out the word treachery is um, like the word betrayal, especially betrayal of trust. And um, <clears throat> when I looked at this whole section, in light of that definition, um, I discovered that specialness, as he talks about it here, will um, <laughs> do a lot of things. but. Chief among them is um, I'll no longer know myself in the light of how I was created. Remember, love created me like itself. Love created me like itself. Or the name of God is my inheritance. Or I call upon God's name and on my own. Um, if I betray the trust of creation, I'm betraying love. I can no longer know myself as love. And I can no longer know God as love. And my experience of the holy instant of communication will be so distant from me as to be totally obliterated from my awareness. Treachery. Treachery is a betrayal of my trust. When I thought of it, you know, God, the lessons just open it up so much. But I remember one year I was doing um, this lesson 166. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. And you probably recall that lesson. It begins with the lonely, the lonely person walking upon the dusty road with bleeding feet and and so alone and, and so um, in despair until the touch of Christ is upon his shoulder. And this one entrusted with the gifts of God realizes that um, the touch of Christ has made him like himself. And how precious that lesson is to me because in it, I realized that my brother is God's gift to me. And when we get to to the resolution of the dream, I think it's in this section, he says, Christ is all there is to see and love and hear and follow home. When I um, experience a spiritualized ego, I will call it, um, who sees lack everywhere, stands tall and stately by comparison. If I experience um, myself as that, loneliness is my path. And fear and despair and lack of love will seem to be everywhere because I've lost my identity. Remember that lesson, the Son of God is my capital identity. And he calls that capital S self. 
that's how inclusive our identity is that we're contained in each other the way creation is is it proceeds constantly from this source of love straight through to this heart and in this heart he says the heart of God is laid light and peace and joy abide in me here you are this is you and if I am not experiencing that capital S self I'm not experiencing your truth and I'm certainly not experiencing my own that's why this lesson today let me let me remember that there is no sin sin being that one word description from ways all the ways ego would deny the truth and see illusions in its place and it's also true that lesson all things are echoes of voice for God when I'm listening when I'm listening that communication that sweet constant communication is in my awareness but it's obliterated if I'm running my life by comparison if I fail to realize that I need my strong companions all the places where he says the word alone um, that's, a, that's a powerful search just searching the word alone throughout this material and it's down to discover that there is no such thing as alone alone is a betrayal I'm I'm experiencing myself as outside the sphere of love away from my source away from the truth of love I love the way he says that this is the final obstacle in the in paragraph 20 the fear of God melts away in love both mine and my brother's specialness that thing that makes us enemies to each other is gone and what arrives in its place is truth <clears throat> there's only two thought systems the thought system of the ego where I build an ego for myself and an ego for everyone else and lose the communication the sweet constant communication of love that's pouring constantly from the from the heart of God into creation I lose that let me remember there is no sin sin being that one word description of what ego makes of this life and all of the elements that are manifestations of God specialness is my enemy it's it's my how does he say in that first paragraph you diminish you don't you don't realize that it is you you diminish us in years gone by I've had the experience of reading this section and thinking oh my god that's ugly that is so ugly that's so ugly but when specialness is lifted from me when I've given up that block to the awareness of love I mean isn't that what this course is about removing all the blocks to the awareness of love's presence it's a relief to me to hear 
that this is the final obstacle. This one. This one is so easy to release because of love's presence. Um, one second. Let me, let me make this stop. Excuse me. I beg your pardon. Um, I think, you know, to really put a punctuation mark on the treachery and specialness, the betrayal of love, I want to go straight to the, the most stellar lesson in this whole workbook. The one that says, is such a giant leap, it will propel us from the world of illusion to the to the thought system of truth, the awareness of capital identity, the awareness of what he means when he says, identify with love and you are safe. Identify with love and you are home. Identify with love and find your capital self. That lesson is lesson 127. There is no love but God's. Love cannot judge. As it is one itself, it looks on all as one. Its meaning lies in oneness, and it must elude the mind that thinks of it as partial or in part. There is no love but God's, and all love is his. There is no principle which rules where love is not. Love is a law without opposite. Its wholeness is the power holding everything as one. The link between the Father and the Son which holds them both forever and the same. No course whose purpose is to teach you what you really are could fail to emphasize there's no difference in what you are and what love is. Love's meaning is your own and shared by God himself. For what you are is what he is. There is no love but his, and what he is is everything there is. There is no limit placed upon himself, and so are you unlimited as well. We will remember throughout this day that there is no sin. We will remember because we cannot leave a part of us outside our love. If we would know our capital S self, Think of this all day and say, this message from your capital S self, I bless you, brother, with the love of God, which I would share with you, for I would learn the joyous lesson. There is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's. And doing so, we will bring this world and all its lonely lonely walkers straight to heaven. Thank you, everyone. My mighty, mighty companions, none of us can reach heaven alone, but together we'll bring it to us. Thank you, everyone. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Mm, thank you, Lori. Everybody. Thank you.